This is an ABC podcast. So who can stop Steph Curry? Hopefully we'll never find out. That's Steph Curry off the back of scoring 50 points to take Golden State to an NBA playoff state with LeBron James Lakers. In sport, rivalry is everything. It might be team against team. Sometimes it's style against style. It could be player against player, even legacy against legacy. This week, we'll get all of those things wrapped into one. The Golden State Warriors and Los Angeles Lakers are two storied teams. Steph Curry and LeBron James are two of the greats of basketball. Both have four titles. Both are in the twilight of their career. And both have changed the way the sport is played. It feels as though this series will represent way more than one team making the Final Four. Are you a Steph fan or more of a LeBron person? Do you love the Lakers or do you have a soft spot for the Warriors? Who will emerge victorious? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Phil Murphy works for ESPN in the United States. He's the host of SportsCenter. He's been to countless NBA finals. Phil, this Lakers-Warriors playoff clash feels historic. Let's just spend a moment looking at how each side got there and starting with Golden State. We knew Steph Curry's Game 7 performance over Sacramento was special, but reports have trickled out which just illustrate why that is. Can you tell us why his game had Hoops fans swooning? Pick where you want to start. First, you know, we're, we're seeing, oh, he's the oldest player to score 30 points in a game seven. Curry drives past him, scoop layup off the glass. He's got 30. He's 35. I'm 36, so I'm cheering for him. It <laughs> makes me feel like I got a little, little something left in the tank for pickup games. But that was midway through the third quarter. He ended up getting 50 points in a game seven. As Curry lays it up and in, a 50-point game seven for Steph Curry. In NBA playoff history, that is the most points ever in a Game 7, full stop. And, and you look at the greats, Michael Jordan and, and his great games, and Carl Malone once had 50 in a, in a Game 1 of the first round. This was winner go home for the defending champions, and they were down at halftime. And they were rebounding well, but they weren't shooting well from the free throw line. They weren't shooting well from outside. Steph Curry ends up tying a Game 7 record with seven three-pointers. And Golden State, it just kind of felt like a horror movie you'd watch on Netflix or, you know, in a in a theater where, you know, it's Jason or Freddy Krueger, one of these classic unkillable monsters. And, it, you know, you're midway through the film and you're like, oh, maybe they got him. And you should know better because there's 45 minutes left and there's going to be a twist to, to come yet. And that's what happened. It was a, the, the inevitable Golden State run spearheaded by Curry, 50 points, most we had ever seen in a game seven and you feel terrible for the Kings. They, they've waited so long to be in the postseason. longest playoff drought, not just in the NBA, but in all of major American sport, they were up 2-0. They had Golden State at home. They were ahead in the second half of that home game. And then Steph Curry just decided not to miss. And that's, you just got to tip your cap and understand that perhaps the greatest shooter that a game predicated on shooting has ever seen had perhaps his finest playoff moment. From a Lakers point of view, at times this season, it appeared LeBron James and LA were on the way out. What changed to see them have this resurgence? I think part of it is fitness. You know, Anthony Davis in and out of the lineup, carrying a bit of injury. 
But the acquisition of Rui Achimura midway through the season gave them just another mid-range, somewhat inside scoring option, another big body down low. But we had always said if, if the Lakers get to the playoffs and they're fit, and, and you're right, both of those were ifs, they could be a real problem for any team just because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, you know, obviously this franchise is known for, for winning championships and, and winning big and playing in big games and being a part of postseason and the fans coming out and, and having an opportunity to, to be a part of that. So. It wasn't all that long ago. It was three seasons ago, but really two and a half years ago in the NBA bubble, a rare you know September-October finals, whenever that was in, in 2020. They ended up you know on a neutral floor, take away the fans, take away everything else. They ended up winning a championship. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. And here they are again, fit with a bit of momentum, beating a team in Memphis that just didn't have that playoff experience. And what a fortuitous turn of events for the NBA in the second round of the playoffs when the games are already going to be compelling. To have the greatest star this generation has ever seen in LeBron James and the greatest team, the greatest dynasty this this generation has ever seen in these Golden State Warriors. LeBron, the face of the Lakers franchise now, but with history against Golden State, they met in four straight finals, Patrick, from 2015 to 2018. And it was it was an annual multi-week event where we were just saying what's going to unfold in this latest chapter. Uh, it is special to know, you know, from the first series we played him in Cleveland, fourteen fifteen, or fourteen fifteen season to to now. Um, you know, we're blessed to be playing at this at this level still, and excited about a new chapter. Now we get that in the second round of the playoffs. And one of two things is going to happen. Perhaps LeBron James's greatest chance at yet another ring is going to slip away and Golden State, the defending champions, are going to move on. Or for the first time under Steve Kerr, the Warriors will lose a playoff series to a Western Conference opponent. Steve Kerr took over that, that franchise six, seven years ago. They are 19-0 and in playoff series against teams in the West. So if they get in the playoffs, pencil them into the finals. There's a, a need to have experience in game sevens, and, and our guys have that, our, our core guys. And um, I think what it takes is um, just taking the game possession by possession, which our guys did beautifully tonight. It's going to be a long road for them as a six seed, but they showed they had championship medal in game seven against the Kings. Now they advance from the Kings to King James in a series that has all of us uh, making it appointment viewing. Yeah, and it's that exact, I guess, rivalry that has us feeling like there's something more at stake here than just a place in the NBA's Final Four. I mean, LeBron and Steph specifically, wildly different players. They play different positions. They're also very different personas. How do you think they differ from a leadership perspective? Well, I mean, LeBron James is somebody who just everybody gravitates toward him. He's been in the spotlight since he was 13, 14 years old. He was anointed on Sports Illustrated magazine, one of the most famous sporting magazines in the world, as the chosen one at age 16 or 17. I mean, the pressure that was on his shoulders was unbelievable. And for somebody to come from, you know, an upbringing in Akron, which he admits was was rough at times, to to navigate stardom and do so pretty much without much misstep. I mean, the greatest thing people hold against him is... Um, and this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. And he was, what, 23 years old when he did that? I mean, if that's the worst decision I ever made in my life, I'd feel pretty accomplished. Somebody who just has this 
natural poise and leadership, these attributes about him. And we see it in his entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial endeavors, his business endeavors, and obviously on the basketball court. Stars gravitate toward him in every huddle and every situation. Steph Curry, it's not that he lacks that per se. He's out there. He was not expected to be this great player. He famously had zero Division I scholarship offers heading into university. He goes to a small, unheralded Davidson school in, in North Carolina because he, he wasn't offered by Duke or Virginia Tech where his dad played or, you know, like I said, Duke where his brother ended up playing. And he took Davidson into a deep NCAA tournament run and turned into a top 10 pick. And now, forget top 10 pick. He might be a top 10 player of all time. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! And like I said, the greatest shooter the game's ever seen. So he's somebody who has changed the way basketball is played in that people have moved further and further from the three-point line willing and able to make shots and created space for other players underneath. It's why we're seeing scoring numbers in the NBA we haven't seen for decades. And it really has changed how younger players expand their game coming up. So both both guys have had tremendous impact on basketball at large, certainly tremendous impact on these franchises. Think how many kids have been born over the, you know, the last uh, 15 years in the Bay Area whose whose first basketball moment was watching Steph Curry make a 35-footer and f- immediately fell in love with the Warriors. You know, how long does that last? A lifetime usually, you know, because your team when you're 5 is usually your team when you're 55. Steph's behind all of that. So I I don't know how to quantify that. I just know we're all incredibly lucky to be part of it unbeknownst to us 10 years ago they were destined to meet in four straight finals we thought that chapter closed and now we get a little bonus chapter over seven games to get into the nba's final four it's so juicy and i think hoops fans love to talk about legacy and the ultimate legacy conversation whether you're in a cafe or a pub wherever it might be is michael jordan v lebron james how could that be impacted by this particular meeting when you consider LeBron James and Steph Curry both presently have four rings. And that's exactly it. It's the reflexive first gauge of greatness. Now, whether or not it should be, whether or not it's healthy for the game at large is a, is a different question. We're seeing guys rest and load manage through the regular season because they want to be at their peak fitness for the playoffs because it is a make or miss league, but in a greater sense, some people consider it it's a championship or bust every season. And well, Michael Jordan went to six finals and he never lost the finals. He had six finals MVPs and LeBron James, you know, he, he has, he's lost more finals than he's won. Well, sure. But he also got there faster prior to Jordan. He got there with a far lesser roster with the Cavs in 2007. He lost his first one. So right off the jump, he was kind of behind the eight ball. He was never going to be perfect then in the finals. But he's gotten there with three different franchises, and he's been an MVP with three different franchises, and that's that's something that Jordan didn't do because it was just a different game. But each man has so much ammunition on his side that, that it makes a compelling debate, and I think what makes it so great is that you feel like you have all these facts and stats to rely on, but there really isn't a, a right answer. You know, one of the first things I learned about LeBron the first time we played them in the in the finals was just how smart he was. You know, like coming out of timeouts, he he knew what we were doing. You take that into account. You have to to recognize what a brilliant mind he has, and not not just um, the physical talent. It's it's a compelling argument, and there will be ammunition for either side of it, depending on what happens in this series. 
if somehow LeBron can come through as a seven seed and make it all the way to a championship and win a fifth ring and and, and all likely at a fifth MVP if it comes to that, well, now, now that side has a, more ammunition for the debate that as long as you and I talk basketball, I think is going to continue on. It's time for a tip. Phil, who do you see coming out on top and why? Well, in that series, man, I... Golden State has so many different ways in which to beat you. And the Lakers defense has been hot and cold in stretches this year. I just think because Golden State has more more ways to score and they're at home. They're such a good team at home. They've been putrid on the road, yet they won their last two road games in Sacramento as I say that. I, I think it is going to be a six or seven game series. I lean Golden State, but it has nothing to do with Steph Curry. It has nothing to do with LeBron James. It certainly has nothing to do with Michael Jordan. It has everything to do with that third, fourth, and fifth scoring option for the Warriors who won a championship last season, who got that experience. And in a second round series that will feel like an NBA finals, I think that finals experience of that Golden State roster will give them an edge and they'll advance. Phil Murphy, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Headlines. Just one more on hoops. James Harden gets knocked frequently for fading in playoffs. Well, he scored 45 points as Philadelphia beat Boston in game one of their series in Boston. That's one to keep an eye on. Football and Matilda's stars Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford are out of the Champions League after Arsenal lost in extra time to German club Wolfsburg in front of the Gunners home fans in North London. Ouch. And more big news for Aussie Rules, with the AFL club presidents unanimously voting to grant Tassie a team licence. The Games Commission now needs to rubber stamp the application, which is a certainty, and we are expecting an official announcement later in the week. The plan would see Tasmania enter the league in 2027, splitting games between Hobart and Launceston before a new stadium is finished in the capital around 2028 or 29. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to ESPN and TNT for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.